Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Hey guys, over the next few episodes, we're going to be sharing with you the beginner business series, and we're going to be asking you to share your homework and some takeaways inside of our community. And I think for us to better serve you and to make sure that we see your posts, it would be really beneficial if you used a hashtag every time you posted in regards to the beginner business series. So when you head over to our group at thinkcreativecollective.com slash community and you're introducing yourself and you're talking about your takeaways and you're sharing your homework, if you could be sure to use the hashtag, hashtag BBS inside your prompt, your post, your thread, your comment. That way we can search for the hashtag and we can find all of the beginner business series related questions or thoughts inside of that group a lot easier. Again, that's hashtag BBS as in business beginner series. So we can find your posts and prompts inside of the group and get to serve you even better. Hello, everybody. Welcome to part two of the beginner business series. This is part two of a six parts. No, five part series. I'm just adding on parts as I speak of a 17 part (laughs) series that is coming your way. No, it's actually just five. It's a five part series. Part one aired a couple of days ago, I think on the like seventh or something like that. It's there. It's loaded. It's in your little podcast queue, wherever you listen to them. And you definitely want to start there. Do not start at this part two if you have not listened to part one. But also, when you're done listening with part one, I would love for you to segue into the episode right after that with Michaela Quinn, because it really, really gives some kind of reiteration and some even more examples on what we were talking about in part one to kind of get you to where you should be now before we dive into part two. You should have gotten some responses from some people who you emailed, who you messaged, who you chatted with asking about all of your amazing traits, skills, tendencies. You should have probably taken a few personality tests so you can gather some of that information, kind of dove deep into yourself to kind of pull out the things that you think make you uniquely you. You should have also posted in the group to introduce yourself, tell us about your business and answer your one sentence. That was, my friends tell me I'm really good at blank and I want to serve blank, these type of people. So if you have done that, you are now welcome to listen to part two. Awesome. So welcome to the thing that's going to stress you out. Just kidding. (laughs) No. Okay. So we spent a lot of time figuring out what you're good at, 
what your skills are, how you're marketable, what your specific goals are, objectives, things you want to accomplish, selfish or not, doesn't matter. We've identified potential products you could take to market. Now, if you haven't like laid it out, like for sure, this is the one I'm going to go with. Let's go through that now. Yeah. Okay. So at this point, you have lots of opportunities. For some of you, you might have thought of doing some kind of strategy session Mm -hmm. or digital downloads or maybe a mini course or photo sessions or a coaching program or maybe even like capsule wardrobe creator and you like go to people's houses all of yes if you do that and you live in the kansas city area come to my house i will hire you (laughs) kate would do it nonetheless so you have all these potentials you wrote them out you you put the mastermind mastermind my mind map you mastermind mapped them Sure. (laughs) On a whiteboard or a piece of paper. And you came out with a couple potential product ideas. Mm -hmm. Now is the time that we're going to come up with like the one shining offer. And we're going to expand it into potential complementary services or products. And then talk about how to price it. But first, I want you to identify that one shiny one you're going to pursue. And if you are the people who, you know, were, remember the two examples we provided in the first part of the series, you either have the thing that you're really good at that people tell you you should charge for, or you know, you just want to create a business and you don't know what that thing should be. This is going to be especially hard for those group of people, but If you listen to the episode before this one, you could get some clarity on how you could even start doing some admin or VA work. That could be your package or offer that you're talking that we're going to help you kind of hash out today. That could be it. And that's fine. You do not have to be married to this thing forever and forever. Amen. That's it. You're not chained to it. You are not stuck with it forever. This is the thing that is going to help you bring money in the door. It's going to help you hash out what you actually like to do and what you don't like to do. And it's going to just start to get you known in the communities that you want to be known for. But you can tweak what you are known for however you want. Okay. Yeah. So don't stress that this is the thing that you're like stuck with. Cause I think that's like so much people, so many people put that pressure on this thing and that's what leads us to, to never get it out there and to constantly overthink it. But I don't want you to do that. I want to almost tell yourself that like, okay, I'm just going to like put this thing out there for the next like 60, 90 days. And then I can change my mind. Right. Mm-hmm. So just do that. This is no pressure city. Okay. So you picked your thing. Now we're going to talk about why you currently aren't making any money. (laughs) Why you aren't selling specifically. Okay. So the first one and the most obvious, but I'm still going to point it out because some of you need to hear it. You haven't asked anybody to buy what you're putting down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You put your offer out there. Maybe you haven't, and that's part of the deal. You (laughs) haven't told anybody that they should purchase what you got going on. Mm -hmm. So you have to ask. If you want to make money, people need to be told what they should do. You need to be telling people. We're talking about 
linking it on your Instagram bio, saying that you have something for sale whenever you're talking on social media or in your email or on your blog post, wherever it may be, right? Being the person that people can exchange money for the thing that it is that you're offering. It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be set up on this totally customized website form portal purchase beautiful thing. Like frankly, you can just send a PayPal link. If that's what you're wanting to do at this phase, I don't care. But I need Mm -hmm. you to start to begin to get comfortable with saying, this is what I offer. It costs this much and you can come to me to buy it. Well, and the biggest and easiest way to practice this is to get in a group situation where you don't know some people. Yeah. So I'm not saying that this is like going to be your ideal client, but I want you to practice saying what you do. Yes. So perhaps you are in a volunteer organization or maybe you go to like your husband's barbecue with all his work buddies, whatever it is. You're going to end up in a situation sooner rather than later where someone's going to be like, and what do you do for a living? And here's the cool part. Here is the cool part. Okay. I'm going to show you a little story. When I was growing up, my dad lived in Kansas City and my mom lived in Tulsa. And back then it was about a four hour drive, but Southwest Airlines offered a one way, like nonstop trip for 37 minutes, like fastest trip ever for super, super cheap. So my parents... Every other weekend would buy me a plane ticket to fly to Tulsa and back to Kansas City and vice versa. Every other weekend for over a decade, this was my life, okay? So I was by myself as young as six years old, hopping on a plane with my little suitcase and I would get situated in my seat and I would be on a plane with strangers for 36 minutes. Guess how many different identities I had over the course of a decade? I mean, I would make up the wildest shit. Like I could have easily been a pathological liar at the time. Who knows? I like to call it creative imagination. Think of this as that same opportunity for you and your business. With every single person that asks you, so what did it what do you do? What is your business? What's your job? You get to reinvent that story every single time until A, it's comfortable and it makes sense. Right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Chances are you might not ever talk to that person again. Okay. So pretend like you're on a plane full of strangers that you're never going to see again and just try some things. Mm -hmm. I know you're in that awkward situation where someone's like, let's do icebreakers. I fucking hate icebreakers. (laughs) And you have to say what you do. What's your favorite thing about spring that starts with the first letter of your name? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But those are the perfect opportunities to pitch yourself in 10 to 30 seconds. Yes. Okay. You can keep someone's attention for that long and you can change it every single time. So, and this isn't necessarily blatantly saying, go buy my thing. It's just practicing talking about it in a true position that I offer and value I serve in this world that I'm in right now. And if it's, Sparkles your fancy. (laughs) Let's talk about it, right? Exactly. That's all we're getting you to. So the second, and this is the second most biggest reason, right? All the other reasons that we're gonna list here, these the these first two take up almost the entire pie chart. All right. You have not earned anyone's trust. So in the episode before this, when we were talking with Michaela, she talked about how she would go into Facebook groups and when people would ask questions that she knew the answer to. She genuinely wanted to help people 
get the answers to those questions. So she would come in and say, blah, 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 blah. I'm helping you. It wasn't a link to her blog post. It wasn't a link to her sales page or a podcast episode that she did. It wasn't any of that bullshit. It was genuine. Here is the answer to your question because I want to help you. And then what started to happen is that people began to come to her, tag her, recognize her as the expert in that specific thing because she kept showing up for it and kept showing up for it and kept showing up for it because she had no ulterior motive other than I have this knowledge, other people are asking for it and I can give it, right? But then what happened and you'll notice in that conversation is a shift in, oh, holy crap, a lot of people are asking me about this thing. I bet I could take this even further and offer even more value and expertise if I were to charge for it. So there's a difference in like giving, 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 giving to build your expertise, to build your confidence, to get you practice under the belt, but then recognizing when it's appropriate to start charging. It's that happy little seesaw that we're working on always. Yes. Okay. Okay. So if you ask and you get people to trust you, that's going to solve nine out of 10 of your problems. Yep. Okay. You're welcome. <laughs> now the other ones are like nitpicky. Yeah. And that's fine. So we're going to go over some nitpicky things, but I'm just going to warn you that generally speaking, this isn't the problem. It is the problem you've decided in your head. That's the problem. Oh, snap. Okay. So the next two are very closely intertwined. Mm-hmm. Your offer isn't specific enough, mm-hmm. which can lead to the next one, which mm-hmm. is customers don't understand what you're selling. And I think the difference between those two are easily when we're offering consulting, especially like hopping on the phone, and I'm going to help you work out your shit, right? Or organize this thing or do whatever. Sometimes that can get so broad that we, we don't really have the words to describe what it is that we can actually do for people. Oh, but it organizes their capsule wardrobe, but it also gives them like freedom and confidence and it saves them time and energy throughout their day. And like it saves them money because they're not spending. It also does all of these other things. Right. But we really want you to focus on, on the actual thing that it is doing that the purpose that it is serving. Yeah. What are the tangible takeaways? So if you're, if we'll take the capsule wardrobe, for example, If you're coming into someone's home, whether you're doing it virtually or you're going to their actual house, instead of saying you're going to feel confident in what you're wearing by the end of it, say you're going to have 40 go-to outfits from staples you already have in your closet. Yes. And then the other flip side of this is, okay, but customers don't understand what you're selling. If we're going off the capsule wardrobe and you say... Hey, call me and I'm going to get you down to 40 outfits so you 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 can feel confident. Okay, but... Are you doing that? Like, are you coming to my house and doing that? Are we hopping on a Skype call? Like, are like, how, how is this actually happening? Mm-hmm. So they don't, they, they get maybe the tangible piece, but they don't understand what, how, what your role plays in that. Are you coming and photographing my, my outfits so I know what to wear? Are right. you putting them in my closet a certain way? Are you even touching my clothes or am I DIYing the whole thing and you're just talking to me about right. it? What, what is it? So you have to describe specifically, A, what they're going to get out of it, B, how this goes down. Okay. Now, some things are going to be less, like you need less explanation around them. It's just because you do. So if you're selling a tote bag, like people don't need to know, like, how you're gonna mail it, like, 
they don't care. It's just going to get to their door. But Mm, I disagree. I disagree. disagree. I feel like customers need their reassurance of, okay, I get what I'm buying, but how many, like all of the questions I feel like that a lot of physical product-based businesses get is, okay, but is it coming FedEx, USPS? Where's my tracking number? How is it going to be packaged? Is it coming to my front door? Do I need to sign for it? Like, is it going to like, do I need to like, if it's food, especially like uh, think of all of those like hello fresh things that come when you have to know specifically when it's going to come because you have to take the food from outside elements to inside elements because it's food. Like there's so much questions that you can answer before you even get asked the question just by being super clear on how the entire process works. Okay. Got it, guys. (laughs) So then the last piece of this, and I know this is a lot, all right? Maybe listen to this on like half speed because I feel like we're cramming in a bunch of stuff. The last piece of this, and this is really, this is kind of a, for like, what am I, like advanced is the word I was looking for. Once you've like figured out the thing, right? And you actually have more than one thing that you're offering or more than one types of things that you're offering, What's really, really, really common, especially for new business owners, is to offer way too many options. Mm -hmm. This can be for both physical product-based businesses, all the customizations on that Tumblr, right? And this can both be for service-based businesses. 17 different packages to choose from that include hours and less hours and a workbook and digital downloads. And But this doesn't come with this package over here. Too many things. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. 
I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Simplify. So for a product-based business, you know, we've had experts on the show before. And for some industries... It makes sense to have eventually, I'm not today, I'm just today, eventually have a product lineup of 200 or more. But in the beginning, especially when you're getting your feet wet, I want you to focus on 10 things or less, probably five things or less. Now for you service-based people, three packages maximum. Max. Okay. And... Back to the product-based people. Oftentimes, it's not the amount of products you have or the variety of products. It's the customizing the individual products that gets confusing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you... She talked about a tumbler, but I'm going to talk about an actual instance. We were going to buy a water bottle, okay? Mm -hmm. And literally, there was 10 listings that looked nearly identical. First Mm -hmm. problem. Second problem, you got in there and then there was like... 17 font choices. Mm-hmm. No exaggeration. Like 30 color choices. And then you got to pick the like the shade of the glass. Like was it clear or frosted or like gray? Uh-huh. Or, and then like the cap color. I was like, I don't know what I want. And, and yeah. there wasn't pictures of all the options, which made it even harder to choose. There were some pictures, but like of a, of a combination that I wanted to pick, I had to go back and scroll through the shop to see, is there a picture of the combination that I want to pick to make sure that it's actually like, does it look good? And there wasn't. Yeah. So really, really simplify. If you want to give people customization options, that's fine, but it needs to be very straightforward. Maybe they can pick the color from five colors. Maybe they can pick the word it says, but the colors are just straightforward. But here's really what I want to read. And I said this was for advanced people, because if you have not even pushed out one product, literally don't listen to anything we just said about too many options. I only want you to push out the one product. Yes. I do not want you to stress about having so many different customization options, whether it be packages or services or products, because... So many of us use that as an excuse to hold us back of, well, I don't have enough offerings for the right people. So I'm going to wait until like I have, I cover all of my bases Uh when in reality, you're just holding yourself back. So So, get the one thing and push it out there now. So people do this with their kids all the time and you get to adopt (laughs) it in your business. You only give your children options you want them to choose from. So why would you give your potential clients or potential customers options you don't want them to pick? People do it all the time. They're like, I hate doing that. Why is it something you offer then? Take it down. Take it down. 
Take it down All now. Right. All right. Take it down now, y'all. <laughs> All right. So that's why you're not selling. Now let's get into if we are going to sell, how can we be genuine? No option. When you sell, <laughs> because I'm serious. No, I know. We need to like, stop thinking about selling as optional. No, it's if not. If you are ready to be in business, you need to be ready to sell. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. And I'm not saying it's not going to be scary. And I'm not saying that you're not going to learn a shit ton. You know what I mean? And make a ton of mistakes. But you kind of have to do it anyways. No option. Okay. So we're going to go over how to be genuinely persuasive. Mm -hmm. This is not salesy. This is not gimmicky. This is not dancing around what you kind of sort of are selling. This is about how to get your offer out on the table and get people to bite it. And we're going to kind of go through these quickly because I really want to hone in on packaging and pricing for some minutes. The basic realm of persuasiveness is if you do not believe in your product, no one else will. Yes. If you do the word vomit thing of where you just keep talking and keep talking and keep talking when you're describing what your product or service is, and especially the price, like explaining away why it is that certain price, that's lack of authority. And all we're trying to do with persuasiveness is be genuinely thrilled by the potential impact of our product or service and excited to have this stranger, this person be a part of that effect, right? So it's about keeping our our pitches short and sweet, about being confident about the results of our product, even if you've only helped one person, even if that person was yourself. Being your true authentic self so it is easier to talk about your product, right? If you're rainbows and butterflies, be rainbows and butterflies. If you're dark and moody and woodsy, be that. Don't Mm. try to be the brand of personality that you cannot be because you will never, ever be able to convince someone to trust you. Right? And it'll feel weird and icky. It'll feel weird. Guys, I tried to be pastel and girly for a while. And I came in and I was like, what is this bullshit? That's (laughs) not you. I have my wall in my office is like school bus yellow. Bright ass yellow. I am not pastel. If you are bright ass yellow, be bright ass yellow and own it. All right. This is in all seriousness. You need to be clear. You need to be specific. You need to, you know, justify to an extent like what it is people are going to get, but you don't have to go down the rabbit hole of saying, well, this is why I did this. And this is why I did that. And no, no one cares. What it is. Okay. Be authentic. Be grateful for your customers. Love on them. Mm-hmm. Care about them. They're more, more important than anything else in your business. The people mm-hmm. who buy from you are way more likely to buy from you again mm-hmm. than people you don't know. So, and then some advanced techniques you can hop in here with nice threats, like sense of urgencies of I'm only taking on this many clients this quarter. I'm only ordering this many planners, you know, whatever it may be. There are advanced techniques like that that you can employ. But what I just want you to focus on right now is truly 100% believing in the value and the effects of what it is that you're offering. And do that practice that, say it to your dog, your kid, 
your best friend until you feel it in your soul and in your bones. And if you only nail that piece, selling is going to be a thousand times easier for you. You want to know what happened when I started believing in what we sold? We doubled our business. Boom, bitches. (laughs) All right. Let's talk about packaging things. Yes. Okay. Packaging things is my favorite. I know. I love packaging things. I feel like it goes back to our roots and that's why we love it. It does. So I'll talk about services and you talk about products. Sure. Well, I don't know. We'll see. No, I can do products from my old photography days. Let's do it. All right. So for services, I used to run a website and branding company, right? Now, I've been down the rabbit hole of being like, well, you can get just a logo or just a website. Or a billboard or a life-size statue of yourself holding your coffee cup. Dude, I literally would sell anything people would buy. It was uh-huh. it was a comforter with your face on it. I remember the first services page I had, I had a giant list of all the different things I could do with no pricing. And then it said, and more at the bottom. And more. <laughs> and then I, I would wallpaper your house with your logo. And then I would have like a client meeting and I would put together custom quotes every single time. Mm-hmm. And I wasted gobs of hours and lost tons of clients in the process yep. because I wasn't clear on what I was good at. But and tell them when your life changed. Well, when Emily showed up. <laughs> no, we, so we really started narrowing down our packages and ultimately we did still have all the cart stuff listed to showcase the value of what was in our packages, but we spent 98% of our energy getting people to buy one of three packages, knowing that the middle package was going to be where the majority of people landed. Yeah. So let me talk about the psychology of packaging for a second. Um, the reason why specifically we want you to narrow it down to three Three is a a beautiful number, right? But what happens psychologically is people will see the lowest price thing and a high price thing. And everyone, most people fall into that middle. That's where it's comfortable. It's not the cheapest thing. It's not the most expensive thing. It's the middle one and it's comfortable and it feels good. It feels right. All right. So having three enables you to showcase that hierarchy. So I enabled a three package option when I was a photographer specifically for products. So it was not for my service part of the shooting and the editing. It was the back end product. So my session fee was always the same. You're going to chart, you're going to pay this much. We're going to shoot. You're going to get some edited images. Everything's going to be great. But then you're going to be presented with packages. And inside those packages are prints, albums, canvases, mounts, iPhone covers, you know, all the things in between that were all the rage, timely matters at that time for your session, right? And there was the lowest price, the middle ground, and the high price. And what happens is when you're pricing these things, I remember our first series, the first episode, where we said, we want you to be specific on the the role that your business is playing in your business or in your life financially. Is it $500 a month? Is it $5,000 a month? Is it to get you to replace your income of $50,000 this year? And you're going to baby step your way up there? Like, what is it, right? Knowing that data, that piece is going to help you figure out what to charge for these various packages. Because the thing that you need to do is assume 
that everyone is going to buy the lowest price thing. Knowing that other people, there might be one straggler getting the high price and there might be more people getting that middle one. But if everyone buys your lowest price package, can you still meet your financial goals? And this is keeping in mind, like, let's be realistic. How many people can you work with? How many people do you know? How many people can you book? Like, well, you're- I want you to crunch the numbers like without the realistic aspect first. Sure. Like, I want okay. I need to make fifty thousand this year. I'm gonna have three packages. My lowest package is gonna be seventy five bucks. Okay, what's fifty thousand divided by seventy five bucks? How many? That's a lot, right? And that number is gonna slap you in the face for a little bit. But I need you to know that realistic number first and then, okay, how can I add more value to this package and price it accordingly to meet my needs as a business owner? Because if it comes out, and this is looking specifically still at services, if it comes out that you need to work with 50 clients a month, like, let's be honest, like that's just not happening. Yeah. That's almost 700 people buying your $75 package. Okay. And that's a service that you have to individually give someone like you. It takes your time to do that thing. Yeah. So if we're talking about products like my packages were that would include an album or prints or, or foam mounts or whatever, you need to bare minimum cover your costs on those things. Those need to be factored in. How much does it cost you to place an order for that canvas print, get it shipped to you or your client. How much does that cost, right? We're not even talking editing and uploading and your time to order and all that stuff. We need the cost of that physical item. Mm -hmm. Every print, every envelope that you send, like all of those things that comes with the deliverables, how much does that cost? And we need to have that number factored over here and then we'll factor in our time and then we'll kind of it's it's kind of like a meshing game where those two are non-negotiable and they stay firm and then you kind of just play around with some math over here of okay what value could i give that doesn't cost me anything else maybe other than my time to spruce up this package to make it more enticing so i can increase the cost and guys sometimes it's super simple like super simple. Like I know one of Emily's main strategies was at the time. And I still think today people are convinced if they have a photography session that they need the digital versions of their photos. Yeah. So she didn't put it in her lowest package. Nope. Know what your industry non-negotiable is. Non-negotiable is. Yeah. What is it? For for me as a photographer, and I agree still to this day, people say, no, I need the digital images. Even though I educate them enough on the fact that a disc or a flash drive only lasts 7 to 12 years. It is not lifetime. Uh, prints can be, though. Albums can be. And that as soon as you buy it, you're just going to stick it in your desk drawer and you might upload it to Facebook, but I give you social files anyways, so you don't need them. So I'm educating them on all of these other things anyways, but it's like insurance, right? Yeah. What is your industry's insurance? They want that on top of everything else that they're getting. And like, we can do this for anything. So yeah. like, if you're a wedding card designer, like everyone and their mother wants save the dates. They don't right. just want a custom wedding card. If you are a website designer, like everyone needs copy. Everyone uh-huh. needs the logo. Every, I mean, there's just certain things that like everyone will need and it makes it so much easier to get them to that second offer. Yes. 
Now, your your cost difference can be dramatic. I don't want you to feel like, well, I have to do it at an increment of $250 or I have to do it an increment of 500 or 5000 or whatever. Like you can have crazy jumps depending on what your offer is inside the package. So don't yeah, feel... I think my packages were... My minimum package was $700. Mm-hmm. Because what I needed to make from every single client was a minimum of 900 bucks, And it was $200 for my session fee. And then they would spend $700 at minimum buying a package from me. So I knew if they spent 900 bucks, I would be happy. I think the second package up from that was 11 or 1200 So it was one of those easy no-brainer jumps. I'm going to get so much more for just a little bit. And then the next package was like three grand or something. Where it's just like, if you really feel like shopping spree, you can buy that one. But it included stuff that it's not that I didn't like making them, but I'm just like, eh, it doesn't really matter. You don't really need it. So then I could feel like a cool business owner and be like, you don't, you don't need to spend 3000, but let's focus on this middle one. Cause I didn't need them to spend 3k. I didn't, it was amazingly extra for them to get that middle package. That way they're going to feel happy valued. They got good bank for their buck and they're going to refer all their amazing friends. Yeah. (laughs) Now we spend a lot of time talking about services and even talking about products that are put in a package format. But if, if you aren't having that one-on-one interaction with clients and you're throwing stuff up in a shop, Mm -hmm. I think it's important that we talk about price points for product-based businesses. So for y'all, typically, if you were to just come out with one product today, I want you to focus on the middle ground price point. I always think it should be your first to market. It establishes you. It makes it not impossible to reach your financial goals. But is it meaning that you have to have 100,000 clients in a year to get what you want to make? Okay. So I want you to come out with that middle ground offer. Now, eventually, I think it's going to make sense for you to have a lower priced product. And this could be a no brainer add on. Mm -hmm. So maybe you're selling a planner for $40 and they could add a set of pins for five bucks. Because the key as a product based business, especially a lower price product based business, middle to lower price is not to get thousands and thousands and thousands of people in the door, but it's to get the people who are coming in your door to spend more money with you. Right. It's to increase that value of every single customer that comes in the door. If you're selling a $500 camera bag, you can get more people in the door and you know that that's going to make a significant dent in your finances. But if you're selling a $20 planner, you need to be getting that person buying that $20 planner to also buy a pack of $7 pins. Or whatever it may be, right? Now, eventually, I want you to focus on a premium offer. Now, for some of you, this may mean something handmade. It may mean something customized. It may mean that like, you do it once in a blue moon. Like, I'm not saying it's for everyone. And some of you may never even get to a point where you feel like you need to have a premium offer in your lineup. But for some of you, it's going to make a lot of sense. If you are the Etsy shop that's putting out these wedding invitations and all they have to do is download it and they can input their own information and it's done, 
you could offer like these custom, beautiful, like I'm going to do this watercolor hand painting to go with it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's a much different offer. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're coming out and you're like, girl, I am not ready to put out a product and feel comfortable getting to the financial place I want to be. I want to remind you that last time we talked long and hard about how services yes. are an excellent place for every product-based business to start. Yeah. And frankly, guys, I really want to burst your bubble on a lot of this. If you go and email them, DM them, whatever it may be, just to start to get some answers, go to product-based businesses that you admire. They sell planners, they sell notebooks, they sell tote bags, whatever it may be, right? And ask them, what is the first thing that they started selling? Mm -hmm. I could name five right now people I know who sell exclusive products who started out in the service industry, Mm -hmm. getting clients, working one-on-one with people, seeing a need with those specific people that they loved helping and fulfilling it with products. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm not saying you can't ever get to that dreamy, like I'm shipping out all this beautiful stuff, but sometimes it starts with something else. Mm -hmm. So on to your homework. Now, we've spent a lot of time talking about what your product could be. We talked about how you're not selling, how to start selling, and then a little bit about the psychology of packaging and price points. Now, at this point, you haven't nailed down a specific price. You may still need to figure out how to package up your offer, but this is where you're going to sit down and do the dirty work. Mm -hmm. So based on what you learned today... What could you sell right now? Mm-hmm. I want you to give me three examples of what uh, the product or service could be. Now, I want you to take that and of the thing above, I want you to come up with complementary items that would add value to the customer. This is an excellent way to start thinking about what your packages could be because you're you're adding on additional services, you're adding on additional deliverables to a product and it all makes sense together, but it's not 7,000 listings. It's one thing where you get all of the above. Okay. So I want you to come up with three complimentary items for each of the potential products you listed. Okay. Now your homework in the group is super easy. You just go to thinkcreativecollective.com slash community and post in the group and say, my product could be X, Y, or Z. And items that complement that product could be X, Y, or Z. Okay? So simple, and I know this is going to be the hardest part, (laughs) is really nailing it down Because next time on the beginner business series in part three, we are going to discuss how to set up shop and get your product out there so people can start buying right Mm -hmm. away. Mm -hmm. If you need help brainstorming what this could be, that's the purpose of doing the homework and posting it in the community. We are there to help you hash this out because we know so many of you get stuck on the, I don't know what I could take to market. I don't know what I'm good at. And it's truly once you hop over this hurdle that a lot of the stuff becomes a lot easier. So let's get there together. Ask us if you need help. Post your homework so we can get to know you and your potential business better. And we will see you inside the group. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op our creative template shop membership. 
with thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.